0: Are you giving God what he wants? Pick up your cross, die daily, follow me. Are you giving God what he wants? Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Maybe you don't have what you want because you haven't given God what he wants.
1: Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller, glad you're with us today as we continue our look at Psalm 145 and a message called, Every Praise is to Our God. And Pastor, when we think about praise, when we think about worship, I think many of us just naturally go to music. We naturally go to singing and songs and things like that. But really, worship and praise of God is so much more than just singing a song or that 30, 45 minutes, whatever that might be in church on a Sunday morning or Saturday night when, you know, the band is playing and we're singing along with them. Our lives are to be about worship. One of the ways we worship him, I think, is through obedience. Like you're pointing out, we are supposed to be doing what God has asked us to do. Well, what did Paul say?
0: He said, I beseech thee therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So if you look at how Paul set up the book of Romans, he's now getting into the practical section. Uh, He talked about doctrine. Now he's going to talk about duty. And the first duty that he highlights is that we are a living sacrifice. We should see our entire being as an act of worship to God. That's what he's saying. Your body is an act of worship to God. Your speech is an act of worship to God. The things that you do and don't do, all of those are acts of worship. You're a living sacrifice. Now that's oxymoron because the problem with the living sacrifice and the live dead thing is that the life part can jump
1: off of the altar. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, that's the thing I think where so often we need to make sure that we are climbing back up onto that altar. Yes. It's that continual battle of surrender and yielding and acknowledging God for who he is. Yes, it is. Than being obedient to what he's asked of us. But look
0: back at the picture. The picture is from the Old Testament. So what would the priest do to keep that burnt offering from popping off of the altar? Well, he'd be killed. They'd sink the flesh hooks into the offering. So here's the picture. We're on the altar, and we're living sacrifice. We could jump off, but we put the flesh hooks in. What are the flesh hooks? Prayer, the Word of God fellowship, stewardship, witnessing. Those are the
1: flesh hooks that keep us on that altar. Mm. What a uh, vivid picture to keep in mind as we begin this message together. We're in Psalm 145 as we continue. Every praise is to our God. Here is Pastor Ford.
0: My pastor uh, uh, of my home church, uh, Dr. Glaze, William Glaze, he was here, he preached here plenty of times. Uh, I got a call, and and, uh, well, actually, my sister's here sitting up front looking like uh, my mama. Um, And she said, oh, Pastor Glaze got rushed to the hospital. I said, what's wrong? She said, they didn't tell me. They ain't telling anybody. I said, I'll find out. So I called, and they said he had a heart attack. I said, what? Yeah, and he's got to have a stent. Now, anybody that knows anything about this knows if you don't get a stent unless your arteries is 85% blocked or more. So that wasn't a mild heart attack. And so he set up, and they said he set up for surgery. And so he was set up for surgery. I prayed, I prayed, everybody prayed, the church is praying. I get these texts in all caps. And it is right before they put him under anesthesia, they did another x-ray. Not only was that artery not blocked, none of them were blocked. So the doctor said, the x-rays that we took at first were wrong, there was some, and doc said, uh uh-huh. no, 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 don't you dare, x-rays don't lie, you showed me the blocked arteries, you showed me 50%, 25%, 85%, you showed me all of them had some blockage and what you had to do, no, 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 you're not going to take my God's credit. The church was praying, my family was praying, and God unblocked my arteries, amen. That's it, that's exactly what happened. God showed his power. I don't know why he didn't do it for everybody. All I know is he had a purpose and a plan for Doc. He knew that Doc would give him the glory. And so then all over that hospital, that's all they're talking about. Dr. Glaze, he was blocked arteries. He was scheduled for surgery, but he's saying, God, cleared up those arteries. God unblocked those veins. And you know my church back home is rejoicing in the Lord and praising Him because they were afraid they're going to lose their pastor. Amen. Amen. Ephesians three twenty and 21. Now unto Him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you could ask or think according to His mighty working power in us. What I tell you about my prayers, I say it all the time, if this prayer is too small, then supersize it. Hmm. It reminds me what happened one day when Muhammad Ali uh, was uh, on a plane and uh, the flight attendant said, sir, fasten your seatbelt. And he said, Superman don't need a seatbelt. Without missing the beat, she said, yeah, and Superman don't need no airplane either buckle your seatbelt. Yeah, yeah, this man, uh, he was the greatest, the goat of all time when it comes to boxing. Uh, But God says, I have a declaration of power. I don't need a plane. You know, we're getting ready to study the book of Revelation or the big events in the book of Revelation. I ain't decided yet. Uh, We're going to study prophecy. Uh, But one of the things that I'm going to share, act like you didn't hear whenever I share it, is this. They put him on the Isle of Patmos, to isolate him from everybody. But they couldn't keep Jesus off of the island because Jesus can walk on water. He don't need a boat. Man, that's it. And so you look at it. It is the demonstration. Now notice this. Notice not just the demonstration of God's power. Notice the declaration of God's power. One generation shall praise thy work. The word praise means to cry with a loud voice. Brag about him. The word utter means to bubble over. Get this. To bubble over with a loud voice. What does that mean about me? It means I'm excited. Just like you are right now, jumping out of your seats. You know what? Seriously speaking, though. No. Do you ever get excited about God and the things of God anymore? Yeah. Then can I ask you to do me a favor? Bring some of that enthusiasm to church with you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, it means to bubble over. Amen. Hmm. Now, notice. Not just the mystery of the greatness of Of God's person. Mystery of the greatness of God's power. Notice verse 4b and 5. The mystery of the greatness of God's purpose. Declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty, of thy wondrous works. Get this. The word glorious literally means to have weight. To be weighty. God has weight. The word honor means to be swollen to adoration. It literally means to be distinguished. So get this, mighty works, powerful works, wonderful works, puzzling works, terrible acts, petrifying works. You say, man, listen, God is into all These different kinds of works. Let me see if I can get you to understand it. It was a cold day in Franklin, the city. Lance and Amy in their late 20s, both college graduates, both paying off student loans. They were leaving church and the day was cold. You didn't stand outside and talk in Franklin, but somehow a teenage couple from their congregation stopped them and said, how are you young folk doing today? And they talked outside for about a half hour. They both were amazed afterward that they talked that long, but they were talking about different things. And so the older couple asked them, well, what are you young people planning to do? He said, well, we paid $50,000 of our bills. We have $10,000 left. And the older couple said, what are you going to do after that? They said, well, after we pay the 10,000 off, what we're going to do is adopt a child said, really? That Sunday, that couple came up to them and said, after church, can we see you? This is a true story. Can we see you? After church was over, they took out their checkbook and they wrote that couple a check for $10,000. Lance looked at Amy and said, who does this for strangers? They said, go ahead and pay your bill. Adopt your baby. A year later, they adopted their baby. And here, as Paul Harvey said, is why I shared this story with you, the rest of the story. They looked at the birth of their baby. They had kept a copy of the check. The day the check was written was the day the baby was born. God does some powerful acts that are puzzling so we'll be petrified. That we would have the fear of the Lord. That we would say, wow, God is awesome. Hmm. Now that brings me to a question. Is your prayer request Lined up with the purpose of God. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. But if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if He hears us, we know we have the petitions that we desired of Him. Is it in His will?
1: What a great thing to be thinking about. Does your prayer request line up with the will of God? You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford. A message called, Every Praise is to Our God. And we'll get back to that in just a moment. You know, if you are a regular listener, you've probably heard me say this before, but we're a listener-supported ministry. That means we depend on your generosity to keep this program on this station. So if you're benefiting from Pastor Ford's teaching, would you consider giving a gift today? You can do that by coming to our website. It is treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the link that says Make a Donation. Again, that's at treasuredtruthradio.org and make a donation. Thanks for doing that. Let's get back to the message. Once again, here is Pastor Ford.
0: They called me up, Moody, and they said, uh, Chris Favery wants you to come on. He heard you say something. He wants you to come on. And so I came on. He said, here's what I want. I heard you say, when you give God what he wants, generally God will give you what you want. Explain that to me. And I said, okay. Remember Hannah? Hannah wanted a child, and she wanted the child bad because she had a hater. And her husband was married to the hater too. Yeah, Panina. And she was hating. She's walking around saying, I'm pregnant again. You can't even get pregnant. And this was causing her some drama. She went to church and she was praying so fervently the pastor thought she was drunk on sham pimple. That's fervent prayer there. No words were coming out of her mouth. So how passionate was she praying with no words? But remember what happened? Who remembers what happened? When she went to the temple and said, God, if you give me a child, I'll give the child back to you. God said, that's all I wanted. You wanted the child for you to deal with your hater, but I wanted the child. I want the child to serve me. And so, therefore, you're not ready to give the child to me, so I ain't ready to give you a child. Because when you give me what I want, I'll give you what you want. Now that you've given me what I want, I'm going to give you what you want. How many babies did she have after she gave Sam to the Lord? Five. Five. Are you giving God what he wants? Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assemblings of yourself together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. So much the more as you see the day approaching. Are you giving God what he wants? Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, On the Lord, the firstfruits of all of thy increase and thy substance, so shall thou barns be running over. Are you giving God what he wants? Pick up your cross, die daily, follow me. Are you giving God what he wants? Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Are you giving God what he wants? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Are you giving God what he wants? Men ought always pray and not faint. Are you giving God what he wants? I therefore beseech you by the mercies of God. You present your bodies as a, it's quiet, I'm putting the oil to the squeak, baby. <laughs> present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Maybe you don't have what you want because you haven't given God what he wants. Mm. Here's the last one. The mystery of the greatness of the provision of Yahweh. Now watch this. Look at verse five. I will speak. Look at verse six. And men shall speak. My question is this. Why aren't men speaking more about Jesus? Why aren't there more verse sixes? Because there's not enough verse fives. I will speak and then men will speak. If men aren't speaking about him, it's because we aren't speaking about him. I've got permission to share this. Sister Carolyn Hartfield is one of our great ushers. Anybody know Sister Hartfield? Guess how Sister Hartfield came to this church? Her son's dad was in prison. Stand up, David Bryant. He came to me the first year and said, Pastor Ford, I want to do Angel Tree. I said, oh man, I, I support Angel Tree. We can just switch it here. Go ahead, Brother David. How many years you been doing it now? Yeah, about 25. Yeah, about 20 years ago. But the first one the name that was given was Carolyn Hartfield's son, father. And Brother David had somebody buy them a gift and they came. And Sister Hartfield and her son accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Wow. She decided, we need to find a church. And guess what church? She came to the church where she accepted Christ. Now, i got to fast forward. i got to tell you the rest of it. One of our commercial freezers broke down. We had to call a repair person. It was going to cost us $3,500. This is a $25,000 machine. So guess who came? Carolyn Hartfield's son. I didn't know it, I just called a repair person. I didn't know it was him, I hadn't seen him in years. She came, but he didn't. He gave me the invoice, $3,500, paid by Angel Tree. Y'all don't know when to shout, but when I go to the Pentecostal church and preach this, they're gonna be swinging from the chandeliers, baby. Amen, they're gonna be swinging from the chandeliers. Just messing with you, just messing with you. Say, what's going on here? Yeah, it's like, it's like, look at what God is able to do. He's saying, listen, we need to understand something about our God. He's mysterious. Hmm. I was watching a program. It's called Undercover Boss. And I usually don't pay any attention, but it was about the owner of the cup. And so I said, wow, okay, let me, put, let me see this. So the owner of the Cubs had put on an employee uniform. He was cleaning toilets, selling peanuts. His people didn't know who he was, but he had on their uniform. They thought he was a new employee because he'd never been around any of them. But what he did was become service and management at the same time. But while he was with them, he refused to exercise the power of his management. He only served them. But as they talked about the things that were wrong, he put them in a notebook. When he finished out the week, he went back to his owner's box and corrected every problem that they said they had as employees. It was about 23 problems that he corrected, including giving them more money. See? He had a firsthand experience. Then he came back and revealed to them who he was. Oh, you know where I'm going. Jesus is our owner, Colossians 1 18. He created us and then purchased us and then he became our undercover boss, John 1 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as the only begotten of the Father. He put on the uniform of humanity even though He was God. He became a man, Philippians 2, 5, and being found in the fashion of a man, He humbled Himself, even to the obedience to the death of a cross. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, so that He can be touched with the infirmities like we are, yet without sin. And He went to Calvary and died for us, but he revealed himself. And right now, Hebrews 7.25, he's making intercession for us at the right hand of the father. He's our soon coming king. And we ought to give him some praise. So he says, the mystery of the greatness of God. The mystery of the greatness of God's person, power, purpose, and provision. Maybe that's why the songwriter said, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Pick me up, turn me around, place my feet
1: on solid ground. And when you have that right perspective, that right view of God, it really does lead to praise and to worship of Him, doesn't it? Well, you've been listening to Treasured Truth and a message called Every Praise is to Our God. It's based on Psalm 145. And if you missed any part of today's program and you want to go back and listen to it again, you can do that by coming to our website. It is treasuredtruthradio.org. You know, I can't help but think of Pastor Ford explaining who God is on a day-to-day basis, and maybe you've been listening for some time, and you've come to the point where you recognize that God is the creator, that God is the sustainer of life, that God gave his son for you. You realize that you don't have the relationship with him, like Pastor Ford's been talking about, but you've come to the point where you see your sin, you see your need for a Savior. You recognize that Jesus can be that Savior because of what he accomplished on the cross for you. And you're ready to begin that relationship with him today. And if that's the case, I want to encourage you to call this number, talk with someone, pray with someone about beginning a relationship with Jesus. The number is 1-888-NEED-HIM. It's a toll-free call anywhere you are. The number again is 1-888-NEED-HIM. And once you've begun that relationship with Jesus, would you let us know that you've done that? Easiest way is to come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the contact link. Well, thanks for doing that. Thanks for listening today. And I do hope you'll join us next time. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.